Welcome to Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Hi, and welcome to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Today, I am here with an actionable mini training on how you can increase your visibility on Instagram, which is going to lead to attracting more of your dream clients and increasing the bottom line in your business. Make sure you stick around till the end of this episode because I am going to be sharing the two huge glaring mistakes that I see on a lot of hairstylist pages who think they're doing everything right and aren't getting results. So there's two things that you might be missing on your page to be absolutely crucial for building a business using Instagram. So make sure you stick around till the end of the episode for that. First things first, if you are near your computer right now, I want you to go to www.jodybrown.ca slash get visible. I'm going to put a link in the show notes here because I want you to download my free visibility guide, get visible, get paid. Now, if you're driving or you're on a walk or you're somewhere that you can't print this out right now, then go ahead and listen to this episode. And when you can, make sure you go grab that visibility guide because it is going to help you walk through and implement some of the strategies that we are going to talk about in today's episode. I am going to teach you how to audit your own Instagram presence today so you can see If you are reaching your dream clients and if you're not, you can pinpoint exactly why and change it. So here's the bottom line. If potential clients aren't finding you on Instagram, then they're not sitting in your chair and your business isn't making any money. So I want to take you through the first steps of attracting and nurturing potential clients on Instagram. I will be the first person to say Instagram is not the only way to market your business. However, I do feel like it's one of the best. In today's day and age, because Instagram is such a visual platform, I think that it really naturally goes hand in hand with the beauty industry. I personally used Instagram to build up my clientele behind the chair, and I have now used Instagram to pivot my business into education. So I strongly believe that if you use the platform properly and you learn the basics, it is a really great and free way that you can reach your ideal clients. If you have tried to get into Instagram before, if you've tried to leverage the platform and you haven't felt that it's worked out for you, then you're not alone because so many people have felt that burnt out place. A lot of the time, if they're just posting without a plan or trying to copy the last influencer or spending hours scrolling Instagram and feeling really overwhelmed because they feel like they can't compete, then I'm not surprised that the idea of using Instagram to grow your business is freaking you out a little bit. I want to show you that it doesn't have to be overwhelming and it doesn't have to be difficult. You don't have to stress out over handing out cards to strangers. You don't have to post just a post. You don't have to try to copy anybody and you do not have to spend hours on Instagram to accomplish anything. 
It really can be as easy as you want to make it with a little bit of planning. But if we're going to put all this time and energy into our Instagram marketing, the first thing we want to look at is are people actually going to see it? And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. So here's the bottom line. If you are trying to find clients on Instagram and you're wanting to build your business, then you really need to make sure that your ideal client's eyes are on your Instagram page. And I want to take you through the first steps of attracting and then nurturing those potential clients on Instagram. So the four main ways that your clients might be finding you on Instagram is number one, your profile pops up when they are actively searching for something. Number two, they find you through a hashtag they either search or are subscribed to. Number three, you engage with their content or they see you engaging with content. Or number four, you appear on the explore feed as a recommendation from Instagram because they feel your content is relevant to the user. We are going to cover the first three here today. Regardless of how your content shows up in front of someone, the first couple things they see are going to be the same. So the first thing someone's going to see is your profile photo, your handle, and your name. For your profile photo, I highly recommend that this is a photo of you. Sometimes salon businesses can use a logo and get away with it, but most of the time people are looking for the face behind the Instagram page and putting a face to a name is important. Social media is a way to humanize your brand and allow people to connect a little bit further with the person behind the business. So if it's at all possible, I highly recommend that you go with a photo of you for your profile picture. There is more than one right way to do this, and there's a ton of different options for photos that you can use as your profile photo. But some general guidelines would be to try to smile in your photo, look happy, look inviting. Um, you can include some visual brand elements in there. You could use a photo of you doing hair, or you could use a headshot. As long as the photo is clear and the image is clear and you can see your face and who you are, the number one things though that I would avoid is avoid awkward cutoff lines. The frame for an Instagram profile photo is circular. So if you're using an image that is tall and skinny, sometimes you can see two white dots on the side and it's just not very aesthetically appealing. Um, the same if you use a photo that's in landscape mode, sometimes you can see those white gaps at the top and bottom. So I would just make sure prior to uploading your profile photo that you edit it to a size that you can see everything that you need to see in that circular frame. And it will give you a preview of it so you can check it out before um, you make it permanent on your page. And then I would also caution against using such a wide shot that it's impossible to make you out because you have to keep in mind that most people are looking at this photo on their phone and it's really, really tiny when you're seeing a profile photo when you're not on the page. So just try and again, think of how your potential clients are actually using the platform and try to make sure that the image is clear enough and try to avoid using a photo that's at a weird 
angle or off center just because again you want to try and make that image as aesthetically pleasing as possible so well lit clear image and then try to follow some of these guidelines because it's going to give you the best result um, and is more likely to have someone click over to your page so the Instagram handle is the part that comes after the at. There's a difference between your Instagram handle and your Instagram name. Your Instagram name is the bolded letters that appear just above your bio. So we're going to start with your handle because this is the other thing that's going to come up no matter where someone sees you. If they see you engaging with their content, if you go and pop up in a search, they're going to see your handle. So you want to make sure that it's easy to remember and it's relevant to what you do. And there are two ways to do that. The first one is to keep it really simple. You don't have to reinvent the wheel with this one. Your name is wonderful. A cute phrase with your name is really great. Um, or you can make it unique and memorable. So if you have like a really funny or clever or really, um, unique name that you are wanting to use for your Instagram page, then go for it. I think that both of them work just as well, just as long as it's memorable. The things that I would avoid doing though are using too many special characters or using a number at the end of a name that's already taken. It's just going to make you a little bit harder to find and for an Instagram handle, I really do think it's best to keep it short and sweet if possible. We want you to be easy to find time and time again. So if somebody looks at your page, they can remember it. Then when they're like, when they come back and they're actually thinking about booking that appointment with you, the best case scenario is that they can find you really, really easily because people on the internet do tend to have quite short attention spans when it comes to, you know, finding and social media is designed to shorten our attention span. So the best thing that you can do is remove as many roadblocks as humanly possible. Now, the next thing that we want to cover is that name section. So again, that is the bolded section that is just above your bio on your Instagram page. Um, and it's just below your profile picture. So when someone sends you a message or a DM and you write back to them, they're going to see your name and they'll also see it if they search you on Instagram. So these are the things that you want to make sure are on point because everyone can see them when they are in the first beginning stages of coming across your content online. So for your name, here's a fun statistic. Putting a keyword in your name triples your searchability. Now for this reason, I have actually developed a name formula that works really, really well for hairstylists and beauty professionals. So if you are not paying attention, come back to me. This part is super, super actionable and you can change it right now. If you don't have the visibility guide in front of you, I want you to grab a pen and paper and write this down, write it on the notes app in your phone. Here is the formula for your Instagram name section. So we're gonna do your name plus the city you live in plus your specialty. That's it. For example, Brittany, San Diego Balayage, or Leah, OC Blondes and Braids. Do you see what I'm doing there? So we're making, we're putting those in really, really clearly. 
Now, if you have your first name in your Instagram handle and you don't want to include it, you don't have to. You do only get 30 characters in this section, so you may have to get a little bit creative. Um, if you have a city, like for instance, Edmonton, where the city code is YEG, that is our airport code, and people in your city use that a lot, it's worth doing some research on because you may want to include both of those. And again, if you have your first name in your Instagram handle, then you may not have to include it in your name section. So those are the caveats. Keep that in mind. But I'm going to repeat it one more time. You're going to do your name plus the city that you live in or city code or a specific area if you're in a huge city and then your specialty. So the kind of clients that you want to attract. The reason that we're doing this is because a lot of the time people will use Instagram as a search engine and this gives you the best chance of showing up in their search. That gives you the best chance of getting people over to your page. Another great way to use this too, even if they're not specifically searching for you, say you're commenting on someone else's um, on someone else's content or you're engaging with someone else's content, the really nice thing about having a really clear and concise name is maybe someone's looking at it and they're, they're not even searching a hairstylist, but they're like, ooh, this person does balayage and they're in my area. And then they might go check you out and follow you just out of interest to see what you get up to. So this is a really, really important thing that I want everyone who's listening that is trying to build a clientele using Instagram should be applying this formula in the name section of their bio. All right, so you've chosen a great profile photo, your Instagram handle is concise and easy to remember, and your name section tells people who and where you are and what you do. That should be enough to at least get them to check out your profile. So once they get there, you don't have long to convince them to stick around and check out more. So let's talk Instagram bios. I want to tell you the non-negotiables that you should always include and then a couple things that you really don't need. To. A lot of the time I'll see a really long phrase that's taking up a lot of space or a cute quote or really long product descriptions or just a list of the product lines that you work with. That is not the direction that I would go because I don't think that that's adding any relevant information that your client wants to know. So here is a list of the things that I would always recommend including in your Instagram bio. The kinds of services you want to do because keep in mind this is also searchable. So by including all of these relevant in information points, you're going to make your bio a lot more searchable for those dream clients. So the kinds of services you either do or want to do. So if you want to attract more balayage, but you don't do a ton of it, as long as you're proficient, feel free to advertise that because I think that's a really great way to choose your niche, narrow in, stand out and be special and attract the kind of clients that you want in your chair. Now, from a search perspective, I would also include the word hair, stylist, or hairstylist. You always want to include where you are located. So 
feel free to use if you couldn't fit like the neighborhood description or if there's like a really specific part of the city that you're in feel free to include that in your bio because that could be the decision maker for some clients on whether or not they would choose to see you and then I always like to include a call to action telling them how to book an appointment or a consultation with you so for example if your booking link is in your bio click below for a consultation or if you have a booking button or a call button you can direct people towards that just make it really really easy for potential clients to find the best way to contact you the goal is just to make it as easy as possible your bio is going to help potential clients know whether or not you're a contender to be their next hairstylist so if they can't tell what city you're in or if you even provide the service that they're looking for, they're a lot less likely to keep investigating you further and to even scroll down your page. You're probably listening and thinking, oh my God, this is so much information. How am I going to implement this all? And that is exactly why I created the workbook. Um, it's going to help you. It's going to reiterate this information. And then it's also going to help you actually implement. So there's space to design your Instagram profile so you can figure out your characters and your Instagram bio, all of these things. So make sure that you go and download that free guide workbook. I'm going to link it in the show notes so it's super easy for you to find. Now we're going to move on to the next part of your get visible strategy, which is dun, da, 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 hashtags. <laughs> so I get asked a ton about hashtags. So many people ask me what are the best hashtags to use? Should I even use hashtags? Where do I put hashtags? And I'm going to answer all of those things for you right here, right now. So the goal with hashtags is essentially to get your content in front of more eyes. So hashtags are basically a search term. The hashtags that you use is are going to be dependent on your goal with Instagram. So if your goal is to get more local clients in your chair, then you are going to want to use local hashtags. A mistake that I see a lot of hairstylists using when they're trying to grow their business is they're using too many industry specific hashtags. Now, if you're trying to get featured by industry publications or you're looking to connect with other hairstylists, these are great um, hashtags to use. However, if your goal is to get butts in the chair, to get clients in the salon, then you're going to want to focus a lot more on local hashtags. I'm going to get into my hashtag brain dumping formula in a second here, but first I want to take a second to address where should I put my hashtags. So there are two schools of thought here, and I have actually checked it out myself about whether or not it makes a difference because you can actually look at how many of the views and how much of your reach comes from hashtags. I have not noticed any difference in the reach when I put hashtags in the comments versus putting hashtags in the actual caption. And I'm going to take a second to explain why I prefer my hashtags in the first comment instead of in the caption. So a hashtag is a link. That is a clickable link that somebody can use to navigate away from your page. 
the goal of our content and one of the bonuses of creating captivating content is that people want to engage with it. Now, you may have heard the rumor that you know only 7% of your audience sees your social media posts, but that is actually just the beginning of the story. 7 to 10% of your Instagram following initially sees your post. So that is basically the benchmark, right? So that's like the base. If absolutely nobody looks at it or engages with it, Instagram is not going to drop, it's going to drop it in its pushing it out and sometimes more. And that is because I really focus on creating engaging content that my audience wants to comment on, share, save, whatever it is. So the reason that I don't put hashtags in that caption is because you're giving people 30 chances to navigate away from your page between your call to action and where they would actually go to comment. So hashtags are not, they don't need to be seen by your audience. That doesn't add value. So that is why I put them in the comments. I like them hidden. That is some insider information on exactly why I choose to not put hashtags in the caption. Okay, now back to what hashtags to use. So here's what I like to do. To look at local hashtags, you're going to want to do a little bit of research. So uh, there's a page in the free guide that I'm going to link to in the show notes that's going to allow you to do a hashtag brain dump. And what you're going to want to do is grab your phone and on Instagram, type in hashtag and then the city. For example, I'm typing in hashtag Edmonton into my Instagram account because that is the city that I am closest to. And it's going to show me a lot of the most popular local hashtags. Not only does it show me the most popular local hashtags, it also shows me the top hashtags that my followers are following, which is incredibly helpful because if you notice that in, when you're looking at your city, if some of your clients are following certain hashtags, then it's worth putting the time into including those hashtags So because you already know that someone who is part of your audience is interested in that hashtag. So it's a really, really great way to do some research. Now, aside from that, it's going to show you the top ones. So I like to look at hashtags that are not crazy popular. So I would say between like, you know, 20 to two, 300,000 is kind of my sweet spot that I like to look for because that way it's not oversaturated. So you know that it's active, you know that people are using it. Um, and then sometimes too, you can even go and check out, make sure that recent hashtags are still coming up. So people are still using it. People are still searching it. So I want you to go and take a look, do some research and write down the top 20, for instance. Disregard any that just really don't align with your brand or ones that just don't seem to make any sense, but include the rest of them because remember, you're not just trying to attract the people that are searching for them, but you're trying to attract the ones that your clients might follow to get updated on because then your content is gonna pop up in their feed, which is super, super valuable. Next, I want you to list some hair-related hashtags in your city. So clients use these often when they are searching for hairstylists. It'll help you get in front of 
those, again, get in front of those potential dream clients. I want you to come up with at least 20 of these. So get creative. It might be your city hairstylist, your city salon, your city balayage, your city blondes. Keep going on this. Think of if you're in a really big city, think of the neighborhood that you're in. Think of neighboring neighborhoods, um, places that are close to you. Think of people that might come into your city for work. So if you're in a big city, you can look at those surrounding areas. Um, if you are in, like, make sure you check out the city code and also like the name of your city. So just come up with as many different local hairstylist related hashtags as you possibly can. And try to list 20 of these because that's going to be really helpful. And then next, you can research some industry-specific hashtags that you might want to include. So those are your behind the chair, modern salon, beauty launchpad, etc. You can focus on your specific color line and research their page, or you can keep it more general. However, I want to just let you know that this type of hashtag is useful for attracting clients. So use them sparingly. Okay, so I told you at the beginning of this episode to stay tuned until the end because I'm going to give you the two biggest mistakes that I see stylists making on their Instagram pages. And I've even done a few polls where I've asked hairstylists, okay, so one thing I hear a lot is you're, I'm doing everything right. I feel like I have a good strategy and I'm not sure why I'm not actually getting clients. Now, when I went and looked at these pages, there's two things that were glaringly obvious that stuck out to me. The first is a lot of them didn't include their location. I know this sounds obvious, and sometimes we think that, okay, but it links to my website and my location's on my website, or, you know, there's a Google map. That's not enough. You want to make it so obvious where you are. That's why I encourage you to put it in your name section, put it in your bio, because that way when somebody looks at it, they're going to think, oh, beautiful work. And oh my God, she's in my area. So they're way more likely to click that follow button to begin that journey to build know, like, and trust and actually end up in your chair. So that is the number one biggest mistake that I see is people do not include their location. The second biggest mistake that I see is nothing but hair photos. I know, I know it's supposed to be your online portfolio, but let's be honest, it's more than just hair. It's more than just hair when you build your relationships with your clients and it's more than just hair when you're marketing to your clients. So make absolutely sure at minimum that you are in those top nine photos. Top six is even better, and I would encourage you to show up two, three times in that top nine. If you're not including photos of yourself on your Instagram, you are doing your business a disservice. You know, it doesn't all have to be professional photos. It doesn't all have to be that difficult. It can be a photo of you working. It can be a photo of you at home. It can be a photo from your phone that you've just made, you know, nice with a filter or preset. You just have to show up. It's so important. People more than ever, especially during this pandemic and lockdown, are looking for human connection. And if you can start to build that trust factor, 
with your clients before they even walk into your salon, it's going to be nothing but good for you. And the first step to getting someone to trust you is to get them to know you and like you. And they have to be able to see you for that to happen. So if you take one thing away from this episode, please have it be that you show up on your Instagram. You got this. I believe in you. And I know that 2021 is going to be the year that you start leveraging Instagram to build your brand and to build your business. If you enjoyed this episode, please head to iTunes and leave me a rating and review for the Hairstyle Rising podcast. And I will see you next week.